The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. Excited to be breaking down um, the preliminary or doing a preliminary look at Pete Prisco's top 100 players in the NFL. I'm excited about this because I know that as much criticism as we give it right now, it will look it would be even easier to criticize it uh, a year from now, as I've been blasting Pete for his trash rankings from 2019. Um, just kidding. Pete puts a ton of work into these. I'm not kidding. I have been blasting him about his trash rankings. Uh, but Pete does put a ton of work into this. He does a good job. He uh, he has learned the game. Finally learned the game. Pete Prisco did. And now he has a list of top 100 players. Tomorrow, when the list is out on CBSSports.com, that means Wednesday, uh, Pete will join me to break down uh, his list. He will explain how he finally grew the bleep up and, and put Russell Wilson in an appropriate place. And we'll dive into different angles of that list all week long because, you know, it's the off season. Uh, if you have a question, complaint, concern about something from the list, if you want to leave uh, a question for a future mailbag, um, do so on Apple Podcast. Leave a five-star review and ask us something uh, we will answer it, download, subscribe, rate, review, et cetera. Uh, in the meantime, let's get into some of the list with a good friend of the program, Brian McFadden. BMAC, what's going on, buddy? What's up, Will? How you doing? Good. Do you, um, I wonder if Pete did his top 100 list back when you played. Uh, you know what? I'm not sure. Pete's been around for such a long time. <laughs> you know, he, he, he probably, you know, gave out a top 100 back in, uh, you know, when, when Jesus was walking around. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know how old it is, but I do know that like they've rebooted our website enough that it's almost impossible to find anything from like before 2009. Um, mm-hmm. I did find a, uh, oh, here we go. Um, this is a, a headline, uh, on stampedeblue.com and it's from 2006 and Pete did a top, oh, Pete did a top 50. Two players in 2006. If you click on it, it actually re- redirects to sportsline.com. That's how old it is. Um, oh, okay. But, uh, the, the headline is screw Pete Prisco. We've got our own <laughs> top 50. And the Sounds internet, about right. The internet was a better place back in the day. I think the internet um, has always hated Pete, right? That is a hundred percent true and still does to this day. Um, now I want to know what Pete's list looked like back in the day. I wonder if he's got saved. Anyway, we have early access to Pete's list. It drops on Wednesday. And um, let's uh, – we don't want to – Devo, you could step in as needed here, but we're trying to sort of preview it, and we don't we don't want to give too much away. I mean, but I can't imagine that people are going to listen to this and be like, oh, I just can't go read the list. Um, there were, I believe, all told, BMAC, we had – Ten quarterbacks who made the list. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, the number one player on that list, no surprise there. Uh, mm-hmm. Russell Wilson, surprisingly high, along with Lamar Jackson and Aaron Rodgers in the top ten, I believe, 
uh, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson, Matt Ryan, and Kirk Cousins. But Big Ben didn't make it. Phillip Rivers didn't make it. Ryan Tannehill, no. Carson Wentz, no. Matthew Stafford, no. And Jimmy Garoppolo, no. Are you surprised at some of those guys that fell off or did, weren't on the list? Yeah, I, I was, I was surprised. Um, you know, looking at the quarterbacks, the noteworthy quarterbacks that we believe will, you know, have successful years. I was c- confused about Big Ben. And I know Pete, every, anytime I mention, I talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers, he always, you know, say I'm biased and I might be biased from time to time, but just looking at the numbers when Big Ben has been healthy, uh, 2017, uh, roughly over 4,000 yards, 28 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, 2018, the last healthy four year for Big Ben over 5,000 yards, 34 touchdowns, and 16 interceptions. So we're going based on expectations, right? Now, he's older, but he plays the quarterback position. And making this list, putting this list together, we have to believe that Pete went about this list as if every player was going to be healthy, correct? I would assume so. But so here's my thing. Like I kind of struggle with this. Like to me, this list should be Pete saying, okay, going in, like this should be a predictive list of who he expects the top 100 players to be coming out of next year. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like he's saying right now, these are the 100 best players in the NFL as I perceive them. And therefore the 2020 season could in theory back Pete up by like, you know, X player being better. So, like, would you t- if, would you take for the 2020 season Kirk Cousins or Ben I'm Roethlisberger? Not, I'm not taking Kirk Cousins over Big Ben. If you're right. telling me both, if you're telling me both players are healthy, if you're telling me both players will be able to be in the line of every meaningful snap, I'm not. I am not taking Kirk Cousins over Big Ben because Big Ben has been more consistent. Big Ben has been more clutch, and he he has been more of an aggressor when it comes to throwing the football. So that's why I'm a bit confused about seeing Kirk Cousins on this list, but not seeing Big Ben, because if Big Ben isn't healthy, then I understand that. Yeah, Big Ben missed the entire season basically last year. But when we go through out some of the other positions, there are a few other players that did the same thing, but they're on his list. Mm. Yeah. And he notes, I mean, he, in his little intro, and, uh, let's, Pete is not the most verbose human being in the planet. Uh, I don't know if you saw the, there's like somebody created this algorithm that allows you to plug in a Twitter account. And, mm-hmm. uh, and then it'll spit out tweets, like what it thinks it would sound like. And I did, I did it for Pete. It was like, okay, yes. Like it was like all one word tweets. And so that's when you read Pete's intro to this, there's not a whole lot of meat on the bone per se, but he says the easiest player to slot was Mahomes. After that, the list is challenging. Where do you slot good players who had bad seasons? Where do you place injured guys, injured players coming back or young players on the move? And I mean, to me, again, it comes back to like, would you really take Kirk Cousins over Big Ben for 2020? Maybe if there's just no clue about how healthy Big Ben is. But I don't know if you saw this, BMAC, shortly before we recorded, Big Ben dropped a video. Uh, he was out there throwing with Juju and his guys, and he uh, felt so good throwing the football that he actually went and got the beard trimmed and got a haircut. Big Ben's Looking, back. He looks good. He finally got the, the hair. He was looking like Tom Hanks from Castaway and <laughs> Wilson. Yeah, uh, but he finally got the beard off. He looks pretty good throwing the football and he looks in pretty good shape also. You know yeah. what I mean? He looks, you know, slimmer and, and that's the motivational factor that Big Ben will have this season has to play a part in how successful he will be. Like this is the first issue that I have with Pete List. I love ripping 
his list apart like some old toilet paper because it, it <laughs> provides a lot of joy for me. But this is the first issue. Kirk, if Kirk Cousins is on this list as a top quarterback, the top 100, Big Ben better be on the list as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, I thought it was interesting too that he had, you know, I think Pete, um, and I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to, I said Pete had, Pete had Tom Brady at 19. Like that's mm-hmm. way too high. Yeah. I mean, I Tom Brady so. wasn't great. I mean, Tom Brady, like, are you, are you definitely taking Tom? I mean, if you were, do you think Tom Brady's guaranteed to have a better season than like Travis Kelsey, who's at 20 next year? I mean, obviously quarterback is very important, it, 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 but very, like, very important. but 19 implies that Tom Brady is going to be a top five quarterback next year. And that's, that's asking a lot or top yeah. six, I guess in this case. Uh, Drew yeah. Brees, guy, yeah, Drew Brees at, what do you put? Drew Brees at 11? Mm-hmm. I just don't know. Like that's a bit high for me. Like if you were starting, if you were picking a player to be more impactful in, in 2020, again, independent of position, Drew Brees or, or Joey Bosa. I mean, I'll take it Bosa. But it's the quarterback. No, position. I know, but I mean, but Pete's whole thing is like he separates out, like he doesn't like, cause if you did top 100 players and you, it was only quarterbacks, you would just have like if quarterbacks yeah. are really important as they are, you'd have 10 quarterbacks of the top 10 players. Exactly. Um, I'm right there with you, Will. I, I don't have an issue with what you're saying in regards to uh, the list in the po- positional rankings. Debo, what do you think? Debo, what do you think about Carson Wentz not making the list? Uh, that's what I've come to expect from Pete, so I'm not surprised. Ooh. He was 74 last year. He didn't even make the list of uh, next up or just missed the cut. He wasn't even on that list of like 30 more people. So I pay no mind to Pete. <laughs> Um, by the way, Pete once again put a top, a, a running back in his top, like really, like he's, I mean, he like complains about running backs nonstop and he jams these running backs up as high as possible. Mm-hmm. Like Christian McCaffrey's a top five guy. That's very high. Um, okay. So I, I, I would, I don't, I don't think I disagree with the inclusion of Mahomes, Wilson and Jackson. That's easy. Rogers, Breeze and Brady are all way too high. Like I don't think they're playing a top 25 player in the NFL caliber performance right now. I think you need to, you need to grow up and slide them down, especially given how old they are with the potential for a drop off coming. Like if Tom Brady goes out and wins MVP at age 43 in, in a new system in Tampa Bay with a shortened off season and you put him at 35, you know, he's stuck in your eye and you deal with it. Uh, like mm-hmm. I, I just think there's a, a potential that like Dak and Deshaun and, uh, you know, end up leapfrogging some of those older guys, uh, yeah. wide receivers. Uh, is there anybody, so again, we don't do the whole list, but, um, Michael Thomas, very high, Julio Jones, Chris Goblin, Hopkins, Hill, uh, Evans, Adams, okay, there's a ton of, AJ, AJ Green, okay, that's, that's, AJ Green, Odell Beckham, Keenan Allen, Amari Cooper, Juju Smith-Schuster, Stephon Diggs, Cooper Cup, and DJ Chark. Anybody surprise you for that list that made it? Uh, no question. Cooper Cup and DJ Chark. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 and na- two names that I'm surprised that didn't make it. Hold on. Before I, I talk about the surprise, the snubs. Yeah. AJ Green made it. Yeah. I don't see how. Now, did AJ Green, AJ Green make this list based on his name, based on the resume, the entire professional resume? Because last time I checked, Will and listeners, the last time AJ Green played a full season was 2017. 2018, He's- he only played nine games. And of course, last year didn't play one ball game. So how did he make the top 100 list at the wide receiver position. He was 63rd overall. What is Pete doing? And and see, that was my argument with Big Ben. Yeah. Granted, Pete is not here, but if you're telling me Big Ben is not in the top 100 because he was injured, well, heck, Big Ben 
has played more football than A.J. Green has played over the last few years. And he's put up great numbers. I read the numbers off to you, Will. Read the numbers off to the listeners. So you're telling me Big Ben potentially didn't make the list because he was injured and not knowing exactly what he will do this season. Okay, Big Ben has structure around here. A.J. Green is going back into the office that has a young quarterback and a second-year head coach with new staff, a new staff. All, all, not new staff, but these guys were with Zach Taylor last year. So this could be a a rocky start for A.J. because this – this is not the normal offseason where you can go out on the grass and participate with your teammates. But A.J. Green made this list. I have a concern there. Cooper Cup made this list. I have a concern there. D.J. Chalk made this list. I have a concern there. So you're telling me, based on what we saw last year, the last few years, Cup and Chark and A.J. Green, they're more worthy of being in the top 100 than Kenny Galladay? Yeah, I, I you're a spot on. I mean, Galladay's been a beast. Oh my god. Hey, I forgot how good Galladay has been. And okay, in 2018, 70 receptions over a thousand yards, five touchdowns, 15 yards per average per reception. But then the thing that I, that really stood out to me, Will and listeners, last year, 65 receptions over 1100 yards, 11 touchdowns. He averaged 18 yards per reception. And he did a lot of that damage without Matthew Stafford in he- the lineup. He led the league in receiving touchdowns. Like if you lead the league and if you're the, if you're a third year wide receiver who at the age of 26 leads the NFL in receiving touchdowns, you're a top 100 player. You better be a top 100 right? player. Like AJ Green didn't play. What is this? Well, is a misstep. We haven't seen him play full season since 2017. When, when Kenny Galladay was a rookie. <laughs> I mean, yes. like, <laughs> the last two seasons, Kenny Galladay has outperformed AJ Green. Well, A.J. Green has been injured, but yet and still, Kenny Galladay has outperformed A.J. Green. He led, you just, big nugget, he led the NFL in touchdown receptions? Yep, 11. Last season. And then what about T.Y. Hilton? Okay, so you're telling me that T.Y. Hilton only played 10 ball games, but the year before that, he had over 1,200 yards. T.Y. Hilton, in my opinion, if you're telling me A.J. Green is on this list, T.Y. Hilton should be on this list as well. I don't have a pr- – yeah, I mean, if you're going to go A.J. Green, I don't have a problem with T.Y. Hilton. The other one the other one that bugs me, B-Mac, is like the – like you're going to go with A.J. Green when you could go with Cortland Sutton? I mean, again, A.J. Green is 63rd overall and didn't play – or D.J. Chark instead of Cor- – like Cortland Sutton yeah. was a better player than D.J. Chark in my opinion, uh, and he did it at the age of 24 in his second year rec- – you know, the second year with Joe Flacco and Drew Locke throwing to him. Yeah, I, Chark had- and, and I think we're going to see a – a very, very good Cortland Sutton this season with the structure and stability that is surrounding him on that offense. Well, now, remember he lost Emmanuel Sanders midway through the season, but now yeah. he gets Jerry Judy added to that team, and you know Drew Locke takes another step forward. I mean, this is a guy in Cortland Sutton who could blow up. I mean, he had seventy-two catches, yeah, it, yeah. over yeah. eleven hundred yards and six touchdowns. In a yeah, Chark, Chark and Cup. Uh, Chark really played well. I like him as a player, uh, but he shouldn't be on this list over Kenny Galladay. And I like Cup also, but remember, Cup was was always considered the third guy. Then, of course, the relationship that he has with Jared Goff, especially in third down situations, no question, Cup is a baller. But you're not if you're telling me right now, going into this season, not knowing exactly what kind of offense you will have, not knowing who your quarterback will be, you're not taking Chark Cup over Galladay. No, no you're not. No, that you're not. that was a a huge mistake by Prisco. Um, and he is going to get blasted for it. the other guy. I think too that deserves some consideration 
and got snubbed here, which is no surprise. Uh, actually, this is a little surprise because Pete was so high on him when he was in Jacksonville, but Allen Robinson, um, you know, he played, played 16 games, 154 targets, 98 catches, uh, almost 1150 yards, seven touchdowns. And let's not forget that Allen Robinson dating back to college, his quarterbacks have been Christian Hackenberg at Penn State, Blake Bortles in Jacksonville, and Mitchell Trubisky in, uh, he had somebody else in Jacksonville too who was bad, but you get the point. Like, he's never had a good quarterback. And this never. guy's put up, he's got two, you know, 1100 yard seasons. Like, what happens if Foles is good this year? And, and I, I, I he's just 26. It just surprises me that Pete would not have wait a Allen minute, Robinson wait a on there. Hey, Will, did you say what happens is if Foles is good? I thought they had Trubisky, right? What do you, or yeah, you, just, you yeah, forgot yeah. about Trubisky? Well, I mean, I'm just saying that like, if, if, if he like, like, that, like the poor guy has just been, like, he doesn't know. He's like somebody who got dropped, like, like he accidentally included a filter on Tinder where it's like only like unattractive people. Like he only sorts through unattractive people. He doesn't know that out there, there are quarterbacks who will throw the ball to you. Remember that mm-hmm. clip from Jaguars training camp where like Bortles throws his pass and Robinson's like, keep it in bounds, bro. I mean, yeah. like it, it's a, it's a, it's a mess out there for if you're, um, if you're, uh, if you're, if you're, if you're, uh, if you're Allen Robinson. Also worth noting guys who were on the list last year that didn't make it. Antonio Brown, uh, T.Y. Hilton, you mentioned Adam Thielen didn't make it and Julian Edelman. I know Pete was contemplating whether Edelman was a top 100 player. At least somebody was pushing back on it. Um, Devontae Parker could get some love here too. You know, AJ hey, Brown. Devontae Parker. Yeah. And yeah, I forgot about Adam Thielen. That's another player that I think. Robert, Robert Woods. Know, yeah. But, but he took Cup. So you, yeah, you know, the thing is, you're not going, uh, yeah, you're not taking Cup and Robert Woods, but I think Adam Thielen should be on this list. I mean, Adam Thielen is man, one of the more shorthanded wide receivers in the National Football League. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's tough. Like, and, and we'll talk to Pete about this tomorrow, but like, you know, Thielen only played 10 games. If he plays 16, is he on this list? And that, that's what I don't, I don't like about the list is like, are you saying these are the top 100 players from the 2019 season or are you saying, Right no, now, no. these are the top 100 players in the NFL because that's a different. Well, well, 2019 shouldn't have, can't have anything to do with it because AJ Green is on the list. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So it, yeah, right, so, it can't. So, right. So, so, so that, again, that that's that was my argument to start off the show with Big Ben. Like you, 2019 clearly has nothing to do with what he decides when it comes to putting this list. And I think 2019 should have something to do with it. Right. I think I think your play from last year. And like your player over a period of time, like if you establish yourself as a consistent player and then you played well and tw- really well in 2019, you should be on the list. And, but also like if you had a good season in 2019, but Pete thinks you're going to break out in 2020, you should probably mm-hmm. be on the list too. So like I, I, I'm okay if you include AJ Green, but if you did that, it's like, it, it's clear like that you don't really, you're not balanced, you're not including enough of what happened last year into yeah, the factor, you know? I think I think it should be both. I think it should be based on what you did last year and the expectations coming into this season. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah. And, I and 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 that's the thing I have with Kenny Galladay. If you're telling me yeah. Matthew Stafford is healthy, along with Marvin Jones opposite, you know, of Galladay, potentially having a running game to rely on at some point in time. You mean to tell me this man's not going going to continue to improve and give you well, nice numbers like I, I just read off? Well, let's take, let's say we just take a hypothetical average quarterback. Let's say that it's, um, let's see, it's like, uh, this is not a good example, but let's just say that we're going to take Carson Wentz 
and Pete says he's not top 100. What do you know? Uh, we're going to take Carson Wentz and he, you get to take Carson Wentz around to 32 NFL head coaches and GMs and they get Carson Wentz and they get their choice of AJ Green or Kenny Galladay. Who, like, how many, how many of those 32 GMs are taking AJ Green over Kenny Galladay for 2020? Yeah. I don't think it's for very many. I don't think it's I, very many. I, I, I'm right there with you. And, um, and, and of course, the reason why I think more would say Kenny would take Kenny's because of the, the durability issues with AJ. He's young. He's healthy. He's produced for three straight years. He might be, he might be ready to take another leap. What if you put him in a really good offense and not, oh I mean, goodness. like Matthew Stafford's been good, but like, you know, with a quarterback who's going to play 16 games, I don't know. I'm, I'm with you a hundred percent. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of want to blast Prisco on text and be like, this Kenny Galladay thing is going to kill you. Uh, but we'll wait and do that tomorrow on the show. When he joins us for now, let's take a quick break and we come back. We'll talk running backs and defensive players who got snubbed. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, so the running backs who made it, McCaffrey, Elliott, Barkley, Kamara, Cook, Henry, Chubb, Mixon, and Aaron Jones. Uh, I said the over-under last week on our uh, HQ show, which is no longer on. Uh, you know, we miss it, but thank goodness. Um, at three and a half, they got shattered, easily went over. Do you think that, uh, did anybody get, uh, anybody, anybody on that list who shouldn't be on there? All right. Oh boy. He had a great year last year. Now he has Aaron Jones on the list. Hmm. And I like Aaron Jones, but do we expect to see what we saw from Aaron Jones last year? I don't know. Right. And I, and and I and I'm nitpicking when it comes to the running backs. I think this running back list is more structured than the wide receivers and the quarterbacks. Based on what we saw last year, Chris Carson is not on the list. Le'Veon Bell is not on the list. And another player who I thought should be on this list, Josh Jacobs. Mm. I think Josh Jacobs, what he did as a rookie, now being more comfortable in that offense, now being more comfortable with how they go about their business offensively. Josh Jacobs, in my opinion, is set up to have a huge breakout like year in year two. So 
if you're and listen, the same question you 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 asked, you put out with the wide receivers with AJ Greenwell and Kenny Galladay. If you're assembling an offense, not knowing exactly what your quarterback, who your quarterback will be, who your play caller will be, along with the offensive line, which running back are you taking? Josh Jacobs, Aaron Jones. Are you taking Josh Jacobs? Now Jones is a better pass catcher, or at least. Yeah has been given more opportunities to catch passes. I mean, one of the things that really propped up Aaron Jones is that I mean, he led the league with 16 rushing touchdowns. That's an absurd yeah. number. Oh, he, 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 mean, bar- he barely had 10,000 yards. He had 10 against the Cowboys. I think he's still <laughs> laying out there on the star in Dallas. <laughs> he, had 19, he, he, had 19, he had 19 total touchdowns, three receiving. He might have had, yeah. No, you're right. He, yeah. he piled he them up on that Sunday night against the Cowboys. No I just question. think that, I just think that like, for a guy, you know, they used Jamal Williams a lot to spell him. You know, he wasn't a workhorse back. I don't know. I would rather have Austin Eckler than Aaron Jones, personally. I'd rather have Josh Jacobs than Aaron Jones. Uh, I don't know about Kenyon Drake, Noah Leonard Fournette. I, I find leaving off Le'Veon Bell, Melvin Gordon. And, by the way, I was blasting Pete. Last year at this time, he had Melvin Gordon. Leonard for, I mean, like all these guys, Le'Veon Bell was in his top 25. It's like, what are you doing, dude? Like you gotta, or maybe that was two years ago with Le'Veon, but the point remains like you just can't have all these. That's a lot of running backs to have on this list. In my opinion, yeah. I think, I think and, all and, those guys are really good, but yeah. Just, and, and like I said, I'm nitpicking when it comes to the running backs here, but Le'Veon, I, I think Le'Veon he could, was four, he had Le'Veon 40th last year. Yeah. After Le'Veon yeah. hadn't played an entire season. What the hell? Uh, and, 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 and I, that's kind of similar to what he did with, uh, AJ Green. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Kind of the same thing. But yeah, I, I think the only argument you can make for another player would be Josh Jacobs, in my opinion, when you look at the okay. running backs and the one player you potentially could remove or make an argument to try to remove would be Aaron Jones. Yeah. And I think Pete actually did the right thing. I mean, it should be easy, but I mean, he did the right thing. He took Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell, uh, Melvin Gordon, and David Johnson off the list. All those guys should yes. be off the list. They need to prove something uh, before, right there with you. before they can get back on there. Uh, okay. The, uh, t- uh, any other offensive players missing for you? No, I'm, I'm okay with everything else. I think when you talk about valid arguments, um, clearly, you know, the quarterback with Ben and then, uh, Kenny Galladay got to be on there. He has yeah. to be on the list. Yeah. See, uh, it seems like he did a fairly good job with it. Kittle, Kelsey, Ertz, Darren Waller, and Mark Andrews are the tight ends on the list. I'm wondering if offensive linemen aren't a little underrepresented here. Um, mm-hmm. I think the top one, Quentin Nelson, uh, is around 15 and then Ryan Ramchek is a top 30 player. Ronnie Stanley, Lane Johnson. Uh, no, no Trent Williams, right? Mm, no Trent Williams. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I guess Mitchell Schwartz is on there. I mean, Trent Williams could, should get back in this list if he has a remotely decent season. If, if you like, like just trying to figure out how this list is put together, you're telling <laughs> me if AJ Green is on this list, you're saying that AJ Green is going to be healthy. So he he's telling just- me. He just yes. needs to get AJ Green off this list. I mean, just, uh, Trent, Trent Williams is probably, bar none is probably the best offensive lineman in the National Football League. If he, if he's healthy, he's out there and he knows how Shanahan's system, he's going to light it man, up. He, man, Trent Williams is, man, he is a Hall of Famer. Um, all right. Well, let's, you- uh, let's move to defensive players. I, I, so I, I added something here that, um, I'm just wondering. All right. So 14 of the top 100. So we're talking, uh, I guess. Is that 14%? That is 14%. 14% of the guys on this list are defensive backs. 
Mm-hmm. Is that a, is that high enough for you, or did he shortchange some defensive backs here? He shortchanged a few guys. Number one, Mika Fitzpatrick. Mm. You listen, listen. Now, what are we going on for? Twenty nineteen or expectations for twenty twenty? Either or, I mean, based on how well Fitzpatrick played last year, being traded during the season to Pittsburgh should warrant him being on this list. 44 tackles, five interceptions, nine PBUs, two forced fumbles, one touchdown. He instantly improved the Steelers' defense. But how he is not on the list, confusing. I, I, it is very, very confusing. I mean, his his approximate value at pro football reference is 19. That is an absurd number for a second-year safety. Like, that is – 19. 19 is absolutely absurd. To put that um, – right, so who's the best – Let's just see what uh who's the best like comparable type of player in history for Minka Fitzpatrick. Like uh okay, I mean I know I'm just gonna put Troy Palomalu in here, okay? Like mm-hmm. let's see Troy Palomalu had more than nineteen one time in his career. Wow. I mean I'm not saying that Minka Fitzpatrick's year was better than Troy Palomalu's. I mean like it like Troy Palomalu was consistently up anything above ten is a monster season. Anything above fifteen is like an all pro elite. Like, you know, if you do this a couple of times, you're going to be a Hall of Famer type of season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Ed Reed never had a 19. Yeah. In context. Well, that 19 is not good enough because he's not on Pete's list. <laughs> so. uh, Patrick Peterson's first rookie year with Arizona was a 20. He, he hadn't had a 19 since then. Just, to, I mean, just kind of putting it in context. Like, and, and it's, it's helped by the fact that, and this should be like a no bleep thing, but like, you know, he had five picks. Yeah, he had a touchdown that he scored. He had two forced fumbles, three fumbles recovered. I mean, he was, you know, he scored a touchdown off a fumble recovery. Like he scored a bunch of touchdowns. That's, that's how it helps to add the value. But yes. like the dude, the dude was flying all over the place and making plays. He transformed the Steelers defense. How is he not on this list? I, I, I might be the biggest snub. It really out might of be. any position for Micah Fitzpatrick to not be on the list. What he did in a short amount of time was amazing. And he was a part of an outstanding defense that became better when he arrived. He, he, he was the best player on that defense. Is and, anybody, and, and, is, is anybody taking Jimmy Ward over Minka Fitzpatrick? No. Two no, wards no. on the list. How? Listen, no, I want to hear, I want to know how Pete did this. This is, this, 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 <laughs> this, this, this can't be, this can't be life. There's no way in the <laughs> world, right? This can't be life. You're telling me. Jimmy Ward, who did not have a better year than an individual year than Micah Fitzpatrick, including the expectations, is higher for Micah Fitzpatrick. If you're asking anybody who watches NFL, so, and you way, have Ward on the list, Jimmy Ward's career approximate value over six seasons is 16. Oh, so, man. like, Micah was a 19 last year. And, uh, and look, Jimmy Ward played pretty well last year, but like he did, he did. But he's, he's the sixth best player on the 49ers defense. Yeah. Make it TJ Watt for the record was 16. How did Pete miss Mika Fitzpatrick? And, 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 and TJ had a great year, but looking at, and, and, and when I said earlier, I think both players were great. TJ Watt, but you look at the more, the, 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 the splash plays and the difference. I mean, and based on the numbers you just gave us from the from the rating, 
come on, man. Maker got to be – he has to be on this list. I don't know what, what Pete is going through. Also look, surprising that um, when you look at the Steelers too, Bud Dupree is on this list. And Bud Dupree had a nice season. But, I mean, was Bud Dupree more important for the Steelers' defense than Minka Fitzpatrick? I would say no. Wow. Juju Smith-Schuster is on here at 84. And I don't have yes. a problem with Juju being on the list. But like, if you're, like, if you're going to put a bunch of Steelers, like, I just don't think that Minka Fitzpatrick is the guy you're cutting off of this list. No, not at all. Uh, not what, at about all. G- what about Jadavion Clowney? Is that a, oh, actually, hold on, before we get to him, defensive backs, I guess I should mention. Uh, Marcus Peters didn't make Marcus, it. Marcus Peters supposed to be on this list. Marcus Tr- Peters supposed to be on this list. Yeah. Marcus Peters had, tra- got traded midway through the season before the trade deadline. He had, I think, Two interceptions with the Rams, three with the with the, the Ravens, something like that. Total five interceptions, fourteen PBUs. He had three. He had three touchdowns. Three. Uh, yeah, yes. Yes. Thank you for for adding that nugget. But Peters is not on this list either. How? But how is that possible? Can somebody help me understand? His approximate value last year was a twenty-one. Good God! Because you score three times, it just it just cranks it way up. I, you're right, though. I mean, like he had a fumble recovery. He had. 14 passes defensed, including 10 with the Ravens, um, all, you know, three picks with the Ravens in just 10 games. And he transformed that defense too. Man, that is crazy. Um, would you take Darius Slay or Marcus Peters if you were picking a cornerback? Very, very different players. Two different players. Oh my goodness. I'll probably take Slay. Peters gambles a lot. You need some, you need to, you need to know that you have help on the back end if you want Peters there. Doing what Peters yeah, but, does, but the, yeah, the but when he on, he on. But they had Earl Thomas back there, so like mm-hmm. you can you can gamble with with Marcus Peters a little bit. Um, all right, uh, let's see. Byron Jones didn't make it either. Chris Harris didn't make it. I'm really surprised by that. Pete loves Chris Harris. They're boys. Yeah, I, I just, Pete totally lost me with when I saw Fitzpatrick making Fitzpatrick on his list. What about Jadavion Clowney? Would you have included him? No, I think it's I, hard. I think- to- it's, okay. it's hard because what Jadavian, the numbers didn't back the athleticism and, and the high ceiling that he has. I think if you add a Jadavian Clowney on this list, you're kind of just doing so because of his name and mm. the flashes that we've seen. He's also not signed, which is kind of a pro, like you don't want, I mean, you assume he's going to get signed, but like you don't really want to, like if he's a top 100 player in the NFL, shouldn't he be signed right now? Yeah. You know I mean, I mean how many think? top 100 players are not signed in friggin' May? Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's see. Uh, I don't think he missed. I'm trying to think. It's hard to read Pete's jammed together honorable mention here. He had Galladay on the honorable mention. He had Mika Fitzpatrick there too. I don't even know if honorable he mention. Yeah. He, the, I think it, the name was list the guys that almost made it or something like that. Yeah. Just missed or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> just missed. Um, yeah, there's this big list of guys who didn't make the cut. Uh, Bradley Chubb, I'm fine. He got hurt there. But again, like, or, I mean, like, I think Bradley Chubb will be a top 100 player. I know it's hard to fit everybody so. on there. Yeah. But if he, you know, Frank Clark didn't make the list. But, uh, obviously Luke Keekley didn't make the list this time around. Hmm. Um, Chris, Chris Jones is on the list, right? Chris Jones has to be on the list. <laughs> I, I, yeah, he has to be on this. He was, so, uh, two years ago, he was like number 100 or something like that. And Pete, this is Pete's problem. Pete knows that some of these guys are going to break out and he doesn't push them high enough. And I don't, mm-hmm. I don't understand it for the life of me. 
Uh, all right. Any other thoughts on Pete's list? I think I, I ripped it enough. And <laughs> starting off with not having – you said Juju's on on this list, right? Juju is 84 on the list. But his quarterback isn't. Yeah, and in fact, here, listen to the blurb from Pete. Without Ben Roethlisberger coupled with missing four games, his numbers plummeted last season. His catches fell from 111 to 42. With Roethlisberger back, watch his numbers go way up this year. (laughs) (laughs) So that kind of like makes you even more confused about Ben. Like, I I think the two biggest snubs for me is Micah Fitzpatrick, uh, and Kenny Galladay. I, I agree with you completely. I think those are two heinous errors by Pete Prisco. Um, yeah. we didn't talk about this beforehand, but this sort of became news. Did you see what James Harrison did on a recent Instagram post? Uh, working, uh, you working out? No, he's talking about the envelope. Oh no, he did a oh. podcast interview and he talked about the envelope. Oh yeah, he told Willie Cologne. Yeah, with, yeah, with Willie and, uh, somebody else on, uh, Stephen Chia on Barstool Sports. What did you, what did you make of him claiming Mike Tomlin gave him an envelope? Well, clearly I, I, I've had, you know, I have no knowledge of that, uh, playing there, uh, with James actually being on part of that team in 2010. Yeah. And then of course, you know, James ended up backtracking that statement. Um, and I, I, me personally, I think it was a ploy for James to kind of, you know, gain some attention for some other things that he has going on in the near future. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. He has, some, he, uh, he, he has some other things that's going on that he's involved in. And, uh, cause what, what James did was he just said, Mike Tomlin gave me an envelope, right? And if you know anything about the National Football League, when you're getting fined or when you have any important appointments within the organization, they usually hand it to you in the envelope form, right? Usually uh, you get a FedEx. Yeah, yeah. Usually you, when you get fined, like when I when I got fined a few times, you know, for a personal file penalty or something like that, my coach would hand me, you know, the FedEx envelope. I already knew what it was. Or, or they would have it in your seat. So all James did was give you enough information but not enough because mm. he didn't clarify what it was. He, he, he kind of flirted with the idea that, um, that, that he had gotten a big envelope. Yeah. It was almost like, you know, a reward for doing what they were talking about, which was the hit on, on, um, Massaquah at that time. But yeah, no, that, no, one thing I can tell you about Pittsburgh, you know, they, they go about their business the right way. And, um, I think what James did, and, and, and of course, hearing him back, you know, backtrack on that story and then clarifying the story, he, he wanted to spark a nice little flame. He did so. Mm. And then of course he, he put it out. Do you think that he got a friendly text from Mike Tomlin saying, Hey pal, what are you doing? Uh, probably so. I mean, shoot, a, a lot of the guys that played with James, uh, me, me included, were all like, you know, cause we all, you know, text each other, uh, where we were, we're in a well, cause, it, cause it, make, cause it makes, it makes it Ooh. seem like it's like immediately it's like, well, did, was there a, like immediately like you're getting hey. peppered with questions like, did we, you win a bounty team? Like what's going on? We were like, yo, what Devo doing? Man, Devo tripping. What's going right. on? <laughs> and we, and, and, you know, we were like, man, what envelope? But then of course we knew it was some type of backstory to what, why he did what he did. And, uh, and, and basically, like I said, you know, he has some other stuff going on that he wanted just to, 
to to, to gain some attention mm. circulating you know surrounding his name but i think just what he did was put out information to get people to think without actually saying yeah this is what it was so he put out just enough to make it look like people could connect dots without actually okay I yeah guess. yeah right. yeah so I mean, something, some, something something that i wouldn't do but you know you talk about a guy whose nickname is debo and and silverback so you know he plays by his own, <laughs> own rules <laughs> all right that's a good clarification all right uh follow that bmac underscore sports talk watch him on cbs sports hq bmac thanks buddy always a pleasure yes sir